Welcome to the Table Podcast. We hope what you hear today inspires joy in your heart and causes you to be convinced that God is good and He is for you. Enjoy the message. Hey guys, what's up? Happy Thursday. I'm Siobhan, the Young Adult Pastor for The Table, and we miss you guys so much. I cannot emphasize that enough. I am so ready for us to get back together, to worship the Lord together, just to get back into the swing of things, a regular routine. Just want you to know we've been praying for you. We believe that God has been carrying you through this difficult time in isolation. Again, as always, reach out to us if there's anything that you need. Give us a call, email, text, whatever. Uh, Message us on our Instagram and Facebook pages. We really want to know how you're doing and how we can be praying for you. So we've been in this series entitled One on One, and this is actually part five. I don't know if I've ever done a series this long, uh, but there's been so much that I could say about this series. This is about spending one-on-one time with God. And this has been one of the most critical things for me during the COVID-19 crisis, during this uh, stay-at-home order where we haven't been able to go out and interact, you know, socially, physically with people, um, it's been very important for me to establish the secret place life. It has been so good for me to be able to just assess my heart, uh, get in my head, see what's been going on, just ask God for direction, for wisdom, to reignite my passion, to reaffirm my dreams. Uh, There's just so much that he's been doing in this time. So I hope that this series has been a blessing to you. I hope that you've been encouraged. I hope that you've kind of disarm some of your fears about spending one-on-one time with God that you've seen the more practical side of this. And so this series, we're just going to continue to talk about some benefits of being in the secret place. I said this before in another podcast episode that spending time in the secret place is an investment that you don't always get that immediate return. You don't always get those immediate results. But what you are planting, what you are investing, it comes back in your character. It comes back in your daily life. It comes back in ways of like your mind being renewed and so many other things that it provides. And I think the secret place is the safest place to begin this journey of becoming like Christ. Uh, A lot of times we think it's what we do outside uh, of our our homes or out of, in our lives that really make the difference. But I really feel like God has always been intently focused on the heart. The inner work of the heart happens when it's just you and him, when there is no distractions, when there's nobody else's opinion. Uh, last week, we got into our first benefit of being in the secret place, and that was God affirms your identity. Please go back and listen to uh, episode four it really does kind of go into more in depth of how important it is for us to be rooted in our identity and for God to tell us who we are, not our experiences, not our history, not our failures, not other people, but that God is the ultimate authority. He's the one that has the final say in who we are. So this week, we're diving into another aspect of what I think is a huge benefit of the secret place. And it is God heals Or I should say God reveals and heals your heart wounds. Uh Uh-oh. I think so many times when I first get into the secret place with God, if I'm honest, it took me a while to be okay with being vulnerable. That is just something that 
I think historically I have had struggles with. Vulnerability, in my mind, gives someone else the permission or control, like to hurt me, to shame me. You know, like we have all these negative thoughts about vulnerability. But what we find out is that we're more vulnerable with God when we trust His heart for us, when we trust His nature. If we think that God is out to shame us, if we think that God is out to harm us or to condemn us as soon as we do something wrong, we will not be apt to share the things that are are broken inside of us or to allow him to reveal some things to us. We have to have the right mindset of who God is before we can engage in this comfortably. And I will say it is a practice. It is a practice of regularly engaging God. It is a practice of being honest with ourselves, being self-aware, being honest with our own hearts and what's really going on inside and saying, okay, God, I don't mind if you take a peek because let's be honest, he sees all, he knows all. He already knows what's going on. Uh, we'll get into some passages that kind of highlight that, like Psalms 139 and, and a couple of other verses in Psalms. But God does already see and know everything. And what's cool about it is that he's already been that. And so like his heart is not changing. His perspective is not changing. It's our perspective that has to change in order for us to allow God to heal us. So I found this cool passage in um, the Passion Translation. I think it's in uh, Psalms 90 and verse 8. And it says, For all of our faults and flaws are in full view of you. Ooh, everything we want to hide, you search out and exposed by the radiance of your face. So let's be real. Like we can hide from our friends. We can hide from the people that our parents or people that are in leadership over us. We can do a lot of hiding from people. But when it comes to God, we cannot hide. He is able to see all things. But that that verse, it said the radiance which means like his light is actually a beautiful light shining in. It is not that, you know, uh, what's those old detective shows where they flash the light on you or whatever and try to make you intimidated and stuff like that. Like his light is is peaceful. His light is, is gentle. Um, it reminds me of 1 Corinthians 13. It says, uh, like in around verse four, it starts talking about like the attributes of love, which I feel are the attributes of God. And the first thing it says is that love is patient. Love is kind. And, and so if you insert God into those moments where you're like thinking that he's shaming you or whatever, like that's not his heart. He is patient. He's incredibly patient and he is kind to us. And he's not thrown off by this. He's not just agitated and angered by this he actually has so much compassion because he wants better for us he wants us to really reap the life that he's given us which is the life of the spirit that brings joy and so when we expose our heart before him it is the safest place we could ever really reveal what's been going on um the secret place is one of those places where you know god is able to show us some things that we haven't really seen. Um, I remember that Jesus says in Matthew, and it may be around, um, I don't know, was it verse chapter 12, something like that. He talks about out of the treasury of the heart or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
And so there is a huge connection between the mouth and the heart. If you sit back and listen to what you're saying, if you sit back and listen to a majority of like what you've been thinking about, what you've been talking to other people about, that is a very good way to assess your heart. In the secret place, I have found out that I was upset with people, that I hadn't forgiven people. I, I realized I was bitter about something that happened, um, regretful about some things. Like I was even dealing with a little like shame in some areas. And like it wasn't until I started listening to myself when I was crying out to God and I was talking to him, I was like, I didn't even know that this was something that was like really hurting my heart. I didn't know that this was something that was challenging me in, in such a way that I got to get this out of here. Like I got to let God tell me the truth about this situation. Tell me what's going on. Tell me what to do. Um, what I love about God is that this lamp that he's shining in on us is to heal those places He's not just exposing, but he's healing. He's supplementing those things with his presence, with his truth, with his affirmation. Um, and those things really do help us move forward. We get to the point where we don't want to keep anything from God because we realize that when he gets a hold of it, when he has permission to um, really look in and reflect on that, he's going to do a healing work. So what are some other things that kind of come up? in our hearts when we're in the secret place and we're really just wrestling with ourselves and with things that have happened, trauma, things like that. I think our fears start being revealed, uh, our doubts, our disappointments. Um, when we have this moment where we had an expectation that was unmet, sometimes we even find out that we've been mad at God about some things. And yes, that happens quite often. I struggle with the timing of God a lot. Uh, the promises are beautiful. I know his heart is for me. I know that he works everything out for my good, but it's kind of like, but when? You know, like, I know that you're doing this, but could you at least give me a timeline? Could you at least give me um, a hint, a clue, anything? And there's a lot of times where I don't get that. The only thing that I have to rely on is that he has been faithful. What he says always happens, always. He's never lied. He's never come up short. And so sometimes instead of focusing on what we don't have, we have to focus on who we have and what we know about him. And so that's very important. I think the secret place reveals in our hearts, sometimes just our desires, for a long time, I didn't know that I was dreaming about things. I was passionate about certain things and I had some desires in my heart and those things didn't come out until I started having a regular dialogue with God. I found out the things that I was passionate about. And so when God reveals things in the heart, it's not always secret sin or it's not always um, some area of brokenness. Sometimes he is uh, igniting a passion. Sometimes he's awakening something that you had let go of, something that you thought had died in your heart. And he's like, no, you still burn with passion for this. You've just been discouraged because it hasn't gone the way that you planned or the way that you thought. And when he reassures you of those things, it is so healing. It is so joyful. Um, it just gives you this sense of peace that is just like, wow, you really are looking out for me. You really are 
considering my frame. You're considering my thoughts. You're considering all these things about me. And you love me so much to take such care of the details. <laughs> it's like he thinks of everything. Um, the small things are not small to him. Uh, what matters to you matters in his heart. Um, and so I think that's really cool too. So another thing that I think is really cool is um, that when we realize that God is like paying attention, he's looking inwardly to all the places of our hearts and he's looking to touch those places. It finally becomes that like safe place. It finally becomes that place where you realize this is where I'm supposed to be. When we begin to trust God as a safe place, our desire is that nothing is hidden from him. Our desire is that we want God to have full access. We want him to look into things and investigate things and tell us things and answer those questions, those burning questions of our hearts. And we want him to touch us. Like we want him to heal those because everything that he touches gets healed. And that's a good thing. We get to the point where we get like David. And, and we discover from our experience, because I'm going to read uh, in Psalm 139, we get to the point that from our experience, we realize that this is a safe place. It's a place where I change from, from this these encounters. I, I grow from these experiences. I'm getting something good when God sees things in my heart that he wants to deal with. And I'm conforming to the image of Christ from these encounters with him continuously. And so when we know that God is touching us and making things whole, we're more apt to give him, you know, those things. We're more apt to say, okay, I, I need you to look into this. <laughs> I need you to investigate this because now it's not invasive. It's inviting. And when we get to a place where what God is doing in us is inviting and not invasive, then we find that there's so much more freedom, so much more joy I just love the Passion Translation. Uh, I feel like this type of paraphrase gives us a more, I guess, relational insight into God and the way that he loves us. It's much more compassionate and deep and you can feel it like, you know, like this is a relationship. I think that's why I enjoy the Passion Translation so much. So I'll just read like a couple of passages from Psalm 139. Uh, it says, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every moment of my heart and soul, and you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book, <laughs> and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. So like David, he has come to this place where he knows like there's nothing hidden from you. There's nothing that you don't know. You know every movement of my heart. You can read me like a book. And because he's established this deep relationship with God, that's not a scary thing anymore. It's actually encouraging. It's actually a blessing. It's actually safety that God has this type of access to us. And then he says something near the end that I think should really be our prayer, that should really be what we ask of God in our secret place moments. It's brave to say this. It is. It takes a lot of courage uh, to ask God to do this because we don't want to see us. We don't really want to see our true selves. Like we don't really want to see that we've been holding 
on to something in bitterness towards a friend of ours or a person, a co-worker, a boss. Wait, we, we don't want to see the ugly stuff. But when we realize that God wants to heal that and transform it, then it gets to a place where we get a lot more comfortable with that. And I say a lot more comfortable. I don't think it ever gets completely comfortable for you to see you. <laughs> I, I think there's always going to be that, oh my God, yes, you're right. But no, I didn't want to see that. But when we realize that it doesn't end there, that there's healing on the other side of that, that there's growth on the other side of that. Like I get excited because I'm like, look, I'm going to be better for this. I'm going to grow from this. I'm not going to always have this situation. I'm not always going to have to bring this thing to God. Like he who began the work in me, Philippians 1, 6 is faithful to complete it until the day of Christ, which means he is not done yet. Amen. Okay. So jump down to verse 23. And he, David says this, he says, God, I invite you for your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through all my anxious cares. Really? Like he's saying like sift through all the junk, sift through all the lies Sift through my anxiety. Like when I'm overwhelmed, get to the bottom of it. Like tell me what's really going on. And honestly, in the past couple of weeks, I've had to ask the Lord, why am I crying? <laughs> why am I upset? Like what's really wrong? Sift through this because I'm overwhelmed with so many emotions and they're delayed. Like it's it's not hitting right when something happens. I feel like with the COVID-19 crisis, I didn't cry for like two weeks or something like that. And when I did, it was like the most random time that I was like, why are you upset again? It was because my emotions were delayed. I had been processing so much, being overwhelmed, being alone, being cooped up in this house, not being able to see my people. So many things that I didn't realize were overwhelming me because I just kept suppressing them in my heart, suppressing them in my heart. And my heart finally got to the point where it was like, oh, we can't take this. You've got to release some type of emotion. You've got to release something or we're not going to make it. So finally, I just had to ask the same thing. Sift through my anxiety. Tell me what is going on. And so he says in verse 24, see if there's any path of pain I'm walking on. Meaning I'm willfully going down this road and I may not have to. There may be a better way. There may be something else that you want me to do or some type of wisdom that you want to give me. And then he says, lead me back to your glorious everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. This is so good. Like we realize that the things that are in our hearts, the things that are leading us away from the heart of God, not only hurt us because of consequences and all these other things, but when we get distance from God, it pains us. It pains our spirits not to be as close to him. Now, he stays in the same level of proximity at all times, but we drift back and forth, back and forth. So David is saying, if, if my heart is engaged in some things that are making you seem far from me, let me walk back in the direction of safety. Let me walk back in the direction of love. Let me walk back to the place where I recognize that your presence is here, where I hear your voice. I never want to get so far away where you feel distant, even though I know you're always present. Amen. 
Um, And so David is saying, I give you permission to regularly give me a heart checkup because I never want to be so far from you where I can't experience your goodness, where I struggle being in your presence. And this is our prayer in the secret place. God, examine, sift, show us the path that we're on. Show us the direction that we're headed. And if it's not going close to you, turn me around so that I can get back to your way, so I can get back to your heart, so that I can get back to you. Guys, I hope this encourages you today. Um, This, we could go on so much more from just this point, but I really encourage you to take some time out with the Lord today. Uh, Listen to what you're saying. See what's in your heart and then ask God to sift through those things and lead you to his heart, lead you to his presence from this point. Um, I'd like to pray over everybody. Um, Thank you, Lord Jesus, (laughs) that you keep drawing us to your presence. You keep drawing us to your heart that no matter where we are, Lord God, you are pursuing us, you are present. Give us peace. We give you permission to search and examine our hearts so that you can heal, so that you can set free, so that you can break bonds, so that you can uh, break partnerships with lies that we've believed. God, we know that giving you full access to our lives brings hope and healing and growth, and we want it all. So I just pray that you bless every person that's listening to this podcast or watching us today. God, I just pray that you will continue to reveal yourself to us, reveal your heart to us. Remind us that you are a safe place. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. At the table, we are discovering Jesus together. If you were encouraged by today's message, do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast. That way you never miss out on future episodes. Also, help us get the word out by sharing this podcast on your preferred social media platform. To keep up on what's happening in our community, you can follow us on Facebook at the table or on Instagram at the table CCLA.